Hi, this is Varun Haran, Principal Correspondent for Information Security Media Group in Asia. ISMG is pleased to be bringing you coverage from the RSA APAC conference taking place in Singapore between the 22nd and the 24th of July. And today I'm speaking with Mike Smith, who is the APAC Security CTO for Akamai Technologies. Mike is also a speaker at the RSA APAC conference this week, where he's presenting a session entitled DNS in the Crossfire, Two Years of Hijacks and Defacements. In this interview, Mike is going to share some background on his session and discuss the learnings from Akamai's Customer Security Incident Response Team, or CSIRT's research into these kinds of attacks and the state of the threat landscape today. Hi, Mike. Thanks for joining me this morning. Hello. Thank you for having me. Mike, uh, tell us a bit more about the session that you'll be presenting at RSA. I think it's on Friday the 24th. What are you going to address? So really what we're looking at is, I used to be the director of the CSER until January 1st of this year and when I actually moved to Singapore and started being the CTO for security for the entire theater. So one of the things that was the biggest use of our time as far as incident response-wise was dealing with these large DNS hijacking attacks. There were several of them. The key here is usually third-party content. So a modern website, as you know it today, doesn't all come from the same server, right? Um, you'll have a lot of content embedded, so social media widgets, advertising networks, even performance hit counters. Those are all JavaScript that's actually sourced from a different site. So as especially news media, as news media get more and more better at protecting their own site and keeping from being defaced or something bad happening, attackers are looking at who their service providers are, hijacking domains of the service provider in order to impact their primary target, which is news media. So over the the past two years has been the biggest biggest amount of time that we spent in incident response wise. So this is kind of a, it's a it fits in along the lines of war stories, um, but it also fits in a lot with here's a problem that my customers have, um, and the rest of the world has too. And here are the simple steps you can take to actually um, prevent some of it, even though there's some fundamental problems just with the way we manage DNS registrations right now that we have to deal with. Two years of research into this kind of attacks that you mentioned that CSIRT has been doing. What are the most important learnings that you've had? Well, there are a couple of things. One is just lock your domains, lock your domains, lock your domains. So you can go in with the registrar and you set up a couple different locks. The two that are most important are name server locks so that you can't change the name server to another set of servers. And then client locks so that somebody can't log in and change the registration information. Those are relatively easy. They're not completely fail-proof and we'll talk about that. But there's this whole other piece, which is that when you go to a registrar, the most expensive registrar that's out there is maybe $150 a year for a zone or for a domain registration. Most people are buying domains for either $10 or $20 per year. When you sell at that price, you just don't have a lot of money to build in additional things. So for instance, in order to counter a lot of the DNS hijacking that's going on, registrars need to be able to support two-factor authentication. That at least reduces the ability of attackers to do phishing attacks against domain registrants, okay, so the people who buy the domain. And so, but at the price point that they're selling domains, it's not really cost-effective to go out and add a whole bunch of controls to your platform as a registrar, okay. Um, so there's kind of a gap in what the economy supports versus what's actually necessary to protect domains right now. So tell me a bit more about what is necessary. You know, can you share some of the attack techniques that you have discovered through your research? Just how concerned should organizations in this region be? 
So it's big, and one of the things that people know about Akamai is we have several different platforms that protect against a denial of service attack. Usually distributed denial of service, sometimes it's a data center outage, there are other technologies that we can do in there. Um, but when your domain is hijacked, it depends on the glue record. So there's a glue record that the registrar has that, or they, they manage it, that actually points to what your authoritative name servers are for that domain. Now when you get hijacked, that hijacked glue record has to expire from all the caches of all the DNS resolvers around the world. So what happens is somebody comes in and they hijack you, and that results in, say, an eight-hour, sometimes more, sometimes less, but usually around eight hours worth of service disruption where people just cannot get to your website. Okay. Um, so that's, I think, like the biggest impact there. Um, it can also lead to defacements and other stuff. Um, a lot of the third-party content provider DNS hijacks were easy for the for the actual uh, targeted organizations to recover from. You just go in and, and comment out whatever that particular ad network or social media widget was. Um, that's relatively easy to recover from. You just need to know when it's, when it's going to uh, or when it has occurred, and you need to know the steps that it takes to recover that. Um, but if somebody comes in and hijacks your domain, mean specifically, you still have that eight-hour roughly period where users are going to a different site. How much of a concern are these for organizations? You spoke about the downtime that they have, but in terms of compromising the network and things like that, is, is there uh, much scope for that in a DNS hijacking or a defacement attack? Yes, and the thing is, is um, so if I have you know foo.com, I can hijack the domain and I can point www.foo.com at any kind of content that I want as an attack. Okay? Okay. Um, the other thing that people don't discuss a lot, and and we need to start talking about it, is when you hijack a domain, you can set up what we call MX records, which are when I have email traffic that goes to that domain, where do they, where do, what servers do I send that email to? Okay, um, and we had a case actually a couple cases earlier this year where attackers hijacked a domain and they set up MX records to actually send all the email for that domain to their own servers. Okay? Once you do that, you can do things like request password resets from a wide variety of service providers. So you can take over a lot of different infrastructure sites, cloud providers, advertising networks, any other kind of service that an IT administrator would want. You just go and request a password reset. Okay, that's interesting. So in your opinion, what are the kind of mitigations that can be put into place to counter these as number one? And number two, what is the state of the threat landscape when it comes to advanced attacks like these in the APJ region? So what can you do? There's just a handful of things that you can do. You know, we've, we've talked about it already. It's use two-factor on the registrar, understand which service providers you use, be ready to remove them from your site um, as necessary. DNSSEC might help here a little bit because you won't have a signature chain. Being able to detect changes when a website changes or changes is starting to be served from a different location and locking your domain, there's not a lot you can do. Now, as far as... Is this specific to APJ? Yes, we've had, uh, earlier this year again, we've had several highly publicized DNS hijacking cases that resulted in a defacement and a little bit of a, uh, it's humorous and sad at the same time, but um, serving a defacement page that the attackers had created. But yeah, it's in and around and it happens. We've seen a lot in one of the registrars in, um, primarily in Malaysia, but you know, other places around the region. Great, Mike. I hope you have a good session this Friday. I'm going to be there. Thanks for speaking with me. Yeah, no problem. That was Mike Smith on DNS hijack and the threat landscape. For ISMG, this is Varun Haran. Thank you for listening.